It is the Brad and Britt cast, our last one for this week. Thank you for joining us. One thirty hour live Eastern time for podcast listeners. It's later. If you're live with us here in uh, Facebookville or YouTube County, uh, you get to see, you get to see the delight, not just listen to it. <laughs> it's something, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You lucky bastards. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, well, let's, uh, Let's start local and stay local. Ah, hey, that's a good idea. That's yeah, cute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Hey, you know, they don't know what that means in Montana, but it's no. Okay. It's One okay. of the local TV stations does that. I'm sure they do it in your stupid market too, people. <laughs> Somewhere. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure that, that some station in every market says that now. The way yeah. this is my favorite. This is from 40 years ago. 40 years ago. Um, WIBC in Indianapolis major big am kahuna there they were calling themselves the official weather station i love it and you know it it took about two seconds to realize that that everywhere somebody and by the way think about what that means the official weather according to who god according to what god came down and said this is the station i want my weather on that's what he said but just it's it's official yeah. uh, okay all right okay enough of that we're we're really we are stuck in the weeds Jeez. we haven't even walked out the door yet have we can't even get the car out of neutral come on let's get yeah. out of the driveway here pal hey c- can we start with the snake story ah uh, yeah yeah it's a good one um, and uh, th- there was a snake running around uh north carolina well actually the raleigh area for um a couple of days it's a it's a bar something it's like the most poisonous thing in the history of poison things right it's known as the zebra cobra that's what zebra we were calling cobra. it the zebra cobra because it has these unusual markings on it that make it look very similar to a zebra yeah okay so uh they finally caught it on thursday yeah. morning and they did and and of course since Everything we do here, Britt, is about me or about you. We sure. Per- I will now admit that last week I caught a mouse in a glue trap in my garage. It did happen. Mm-hmm. It's like very exciting. You know, you put the glue trap down. It's just a, a little tub. Of, it's a little a platform of glue. And he gets there. stuck. He gets. It's well, all he no, does. It, it goes weeks and weeks and months. Oh, shit. Uh... And then one day you walk out. Yeah. And there it is, little yeah. little tiny mouse. Boy, I, I felt I felt good about it. And uh when when I when I picked it up, of course, by my hand and then didn't wash my hands and ate later, I thought, you know, this is probably yeah. not gonna hurt me. It's okay. It's dead. And, and, but they caught the snake and, and they, they got it all ugly. But here's the point. This kind of snake is legal in North Carolina. It is legal to have. Yeah, you're supposed to go by all these rules. You're right. supposed to put a sign up on the case saying right. "extremely venomous snake." You're supposed to lock it up. And then I thought, wait a minute, haven't I heard this before regarding something else? And I thought, yeah, guns. guns, guns, guns. Of course, are legal too, and you're supposed to follow set rules so that they don't get into the hands of children, so that they don't blow their own heads off or or kill you. And I thought, well, well, wait a minute. Um, at least, no matter what you think of, no, no matter how squishy you are on firearms, on the First Amendment, Second Amendment, wh- whatever, at least at some level, yes, you could protect yourself and your family with a gun. Doesn't happen all the, but with a poisonous snake, it's not a defensive weapon. It doesn't help you. It can only harm you especially when there are lots of other snakes that you could have as pets hey vote for phil Berger. <laughs> vote for pat McCoy. you get the same effect you see what i did there i see what you did yeah 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 but apparently the legality of this kind of snake goes back to the rules that were made i think in the 40s or 50s right about snake handlers religious wackos oh that's funny balls because their religious beliefs involve snake handling right to prove how 
manly you were. So we wanted to protect those guys. We wanted to make sure that those guys would always be able to have their snakes around and handle those snakes and do all that shit. Okay. Yes. So like everything else, and uh, this is, of course, the, the Brad to Brit setup. Why do we still have those rules in place? Because we do, it that, we do it that way because we've always done it that way. Always done. Can't change it. Cannot change it. Cannot nope. make an alteration. Right? Nope. So so on we go. And, and we're lucky that uh, nobody got bit by this one, right? Nobody died. Nobody nobody uh, uh, really got hurt. But that it's it's still stupid. It's it's just stupid. It it becomes more of an embarrassment that you're in North Carolina because then someone says, well, I heard about this snake story because, you know, it did make it to the national level. It did. It, it very much everywhere. did. Yeah. You, you don't get that every day. So, yeah, it got out there. Now, uh, contrast that with the intelligent, mature way the uh, Nicole Hannah Jones situation resolved itself. Wow. And and I, I have a, a theory on this. So that they voted, what was it, eight to four, seven to four on uh-huh. Wednesday to, to give her tenure. Um, after all this, after all the 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 hand wringing and, and and the disguised, not very well racism, the the uh, fury over the critical race theory that that she apparently embodied more than any walking human being ever, and she was going to inflict these thoughts on these poor little college kids who right. just wouldn't know better. And the next thing you know, they're out there. Killing white people and, and 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 feeling good about it. Sure, all kinds that, of crazy shit. But that's so, what happens. So they, they were they were standing up. They were not going to give her tenure, and she gets it. Number one, I have a question. If I were her, I would say, "Thanks, but no thanks," because well, this is equivalent. This yeah. is equivalent to um, the wedding that you were going to be invited to. You knew you were going to be invited. You were best friends with. The groom, he was your best friend growing up, and then suddenly you're getting married, and you don't get an invitation. You don't know why. You're not sure why. And then the last week before the – then you get an invitation. Fuck, I don't want to go. I'm not interested in going now. I I don't know why she accepts this here. But aside from that, okay, maybe she's a bigger person than I am. Obviously she is, and she's going to accept it, and and life – will go on but i think the vote the vote is really interesting because you got to believe that the four people who voted against her voted against her knowing full well that they were going to lose and she was going to get the tenure but they could then go back and say to whoever their patrons are in the republican party we did all we could i voted my conscience i absolutely yeah so they get they get it both ways because they couldn't be decent and make it a unanimous vote to at least attempt to restore the reputation of the University of North Carolina as a bastion of uh, the free exchange of ideas. They didn't want to go that far. That would have been a little bit too much. So they, they held their ground, and, and uh, four of them voted no, so that they get it both ways. There you go. Well, so. But again, going back to the infamous Brad Krantz marriage analogy, if I have to hold you down to the ground and it takes this long for you to make the right decision, which is, you know, and, and then you, does it count? I mean, obviously these people did this not because that they've had a chance to look at their position and gosh, maybe they were, no, they did it because it created such a furor and they were, at least the folks that voted for her, they were somewhat shamed into it. I mean, there were a couple probably that would have voted for her anyway, but there are the people who kind of switched around and said, all right, fuck it, she can have it, essentially did it because of the, the bad pub that the university has gotten for the past right. month or so. Well, there is something to be said for doing the right thing for the wrong reason. <laughs> and this would be that case. Uh, they did the right thing, but uh, uh, many of them did it for the wrong reason, which is what you just described, which is... Uh, trying to save whatever dwindling reputation UNC has, but this fortunately will probably pass. The only question, and, and by the way, that guy Hussman, the guy down in Texas, the guy who gave $25 million so that they could name the UNC journalism school. He was fairly gracious actually. Really? And, and, and said, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I'd, I'd like to meet with her and, and, you know, let's just go from here and no recriminations. And I mean, he did say, kind of all the right things. It's almost as if he's ahead of 
the people who voted no hmm. um, because he's making the case. He's claiming, and I was reading the uh, Daily Tar Heel version of, of this story. He's saying he never thought that someone should have a big enough dick to swing around just because they have given $25 million to veto something like this, even though he acted like it, his pronouncements seem to be that way, that if you don't uh, uh, do what I say, maybe, so maybe we misunderstood him. I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. I think he's trying to distance himself from the whole controversy too. And, and the only question is, Will UNC win five basketball games next year? That's really – they can key. go back to that now, right? That's the new coach, you know, it's going to be a big deal. They've got Ar Armando coming back for his uh, for his season, so it's going to be – you know, they, they feel pretty good about all that. But, yeah, that's that's what you move on to. That's what you go back to what your, your real – priorities are in chapel hill maybe. well meanwhile for those folks who were protesting and said that you know people of color have been treated shabbily by this university they've you know they've, they've got their evidence that this this has happened to to someone and eventually it was eh, fuck it we'll go ahead and have it you know meanwhile i don't know i did i, I guess our the time has come and gone for our friend eric muller and he is no longer with unc press and they didn't right. save his yeah. ass and all that he's done he's yeah. been dosed there is that story too and uh as you said what you were saying a moment ago, I thought, oh, boy, this is just going to be like, well, you know, we elected Obama president. There's no more racism. Yeah. What's going to satisfy yeah. you people already? And right. Th this could be the, the same argument. Plug in the name. Plug in the position. Well, she finally got her tenure. What's the big deal? Yeah. Why don't you guys just shut up? Bitching. Quit yeah, whining. You, shut up and move on. Yeah. You guys need to just shut up about this entire situation. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, I got up on uh, this morning, which, uh, as we, we speak, was a Thursday morning. And the first thing I did, first thing I did was I looked at the uh, it's about 42 minutes long. The uh, New York Times version. The heavily researched, perfectly produced with new angles, new video and great schematic drawings of the U.S. Capitol on what happened on January 6th. If you think you've seen it all, if you think you've seen the same video of the, the one guy pressed up against the glass, I don't need to see this anymore. No, you need to watch this because they present it in a linear fashion. They match up different events that were going on simultaneously. They, they really make it clear and I can't believe I'm going to say this. They make it clear, even to people who thought it was a walk in the park and just a typical tourist day at the Capitol, that you know what? It really wasn't. As if I mean what I just said here, as if that needed to be proven. But we'll, we'll go in circles and circles. But the, the, the good thing about that piece of it, that in and of itself, this is one of those things, if you have a relative, if you have a friend, if you have someone in your family who doesn't think it was a big deal, who wants to buy that calendar that the Republican Party is going to produce that uh, will show January 2022 as 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 7. There won't even be a January 6th on it. It's not a big deal. What's 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 the if you could tie them up in a chair and pry their eyes open like in a clockwork orange, right, and force them to watch this and then have them look at you and say, now what do you think? That would probably convince, oh, two or three percent of them. Because <laughs> you know, cl clearly the, the, the compelling video evidence, the, 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 the obvious shock of really what, what looks like whatever your favorite uh, movie was from, from the 40s or 50s showing medieval uh, fighting, just, just hammer and tong, a Game of Thrones. I mean, that's what it looks like. It's so insanely sick. It's it's so vile. It's so mean. They're so nasty. They're so revved up like rabid dogs with with venom dripping from their mouths in what they were saying they were going to do. If anybody doubts that if they could have gotten their hands on Mike Pence, that they wouldn't have killed him, uh, forget hanging. He would have never made it that far. 
No, he they would have never made no. it to the gallows. They would have killed him. They would have ripped but him to shreds think, or anybody else that they could have gotten their hands on for sure. You know, I mean, it, it, it appears from, from what we, that, that Pence and Pelosi yeah. were the uh, number one and number two villains, maybe not even in that order. We don't know, but uh, neither of them would have survived being caught and cornered. And uh, the work that was done, uh, when you pull back, uh, this is just my take on what I've seen and what I know. When you pull back and realize that, quote, unquote, only five people, there's a five or six died in total. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a miracle. And there are a lot of uh, things that need to be uh, put in order and accounted for as to why it took four hours for the National Guard to 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 be uh, put in there why it took a long time even for the metropolitan police to show up after the frantic calls on the uh, radio phones when it was obvious the capitol police were were out man there's no doubt about that but uh on balance this was a miraculous job of defending the united states capitol by people who put their lives on the line as much as a, a a soldier in the deepest darkest war place you can think of uh, it was that bad and it was so prolonged because mo- most of the time confrontations between police and protesters you know they may last a few minutes sometimes just a few moments this was hour after hour after hour i mean it, you're talking about from about one in the afternoon till till six thirty seven o'clock that evening before you had some sense that the Capitol was secured and the people had been driven back once the, the national guard folks uh, showed up with, with full riot gear on. I mean, they, there was going to be no messing around with them, but of course they should have been there hours before they, and then of course, well, they should have been there the day before or the week before. I mean, we understand that, that, but you know what? There needs to be a select committee to investigate that, don't you think? There should be. There should be. <laughs> and Republicans and Democrats should get together because they all must want to know what happened on that day, right? Because, well, they were all threatened. Okay, I'll stop being a dope here and let's deal with reality. Republicans don't want to know what really happened. Number one, they were complicit. Too many of them. That's the first thing that you realize has to be true as to why they're so adamant against uh, a regular select committee and now the uh, Democratic controlled version of it by Nancy Pelosi. And she's already uh, uh, gotten Liz Cheney to be uh, one of the Republicans. I think they could have up to five. Kevin McCarthy says, hey, Republican fuck faces, get in line. If any of you participate in this, you're dead to me. You're right, out. Right. You're done. Now, what? that's even more desperate. That's even more crazy. And I went back, and uh, the great thing about your Google machine is you can find this stuff out in about, what, 3.2 seconds. I thought, mm. well, what happened when the Republicans were screaming about Benghazi and they were going to vote on whether there would be a committee to investigate Benghazi? And guess what? Seven Democrats voted in the big vote. You know, it was you know two hundred and ten to to one, but there were seven Democratic votes. Okay, and when the committee came to be, guess who was on that committee? The Benghazi. You had Adam Schiff was on there. Uh, Elijah Cummings was on that Benghazi committee. So the Democrats did participate in that. They didn't boycott it. They, they knew it was, was bullshit, but that's the system that we have. And back then, the Republicans controlled the House. They got to pick, for the most part, what they were going to investigate. That's the way it works. And it went on but for this, years. It went on but, for but, a long but, but, but time. For some, but for some reason, in this particular case, no, that, that doesn't matter. That doesn't count. And uh, I would argue, and uh, wow, I'm going to go out on a limb on this. The near overthrow of the United States government, our system, our way of life, our ability to elect leaders being challenged and possibly destroyed right there on worldwide television, maybe a little bit more important than 
a, a, a bad situation that, that got out of control in Benghazi, Libya, resulting in the deaths of four Americans. I, mm. I know I'm, I'm really going out there on a limb on that one, but apparently mm. Republicans are sure that Benghazi still worse than yeah. what happened on January 6th, because the, they're going to have to answer for this. They're gonna well, particularly to because it could happen again. I don't think there's any question that this was just, um, if, if we don't quash this or at least look into it, then it's going to be something that could pop its rear its ugly head again, for sure. Brett, I have no reason to believe that they uh, don't want it to happen again. Well, Perhaps. Because if you didn't want it to happen again, right. you would want to know exactly what led up to this. And we know what led up to this. The words of Donald Trump, the attitude of Donald Trump, the the uh, uh, comfort and support Donald Trump gave to all these disparate groups of whack jobs like the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers, they all had their contingents there. They were all part of this, and they all communicated, and it was planned. It was not a spontaneous accident that people marched down to the Capitol after Trump had spoken, and Trump, being the courageous leader that he was, urged them to go there, and then he ducked behind the curtain and ran away. Yeah. And the, the, uh, the powerful, a wonderful yeah. I think there's a lot more about that in those books that are coming up, the Bender book and the Wolf book about how exactly instrumental he was in orchestrating this and um, and, and trying to get these people to march to the Capitol. I'm, I'm, I'm sure they're, they're in those books, which you must be getting a royalty on. <laughs> I certainly uh, hope that it, I certainly hope that people buy them from shop.bradandbrit.com, which is our Amazon store. You can subscribe to Audible for the same thing. I, good pivot. I love it. So that. yes, we, we I win. would be getting a, I would be getting a royalty from that for sure. If you buy it from shop.bradandbrit.com, because those things are available there, and you can sign up for Audible through the same thing. Uh, which brings me to this little nugget here. Speaking of which, Donald Trump had a little town hall with Sean Hannity. I don't know how Sean Hannity was able to get that exclusive interview. <laughs> with the, the former president of the United States, Donald Trump. And he told Sean Hannity, he has come to a decision about running for 2024. Now, he was very coy and didn't say whether it was a yes or was a no, but he, oh. he has made a very serious decision about running in 2024 for the presidency. I love that when he teases you and yeah. keeps you tuned in. That is so clever. That is so. It, when is he going to tell us? In two weeks? Is he going to tell us after he's reinstalled as president in August? You like that? You notice how they they completely move the goalposts because no touchdown was scored back in March. He was not put back into the presidency, and now suddenly it's August, and they all just say, "Yeah, it's going to be August, <laughs> right?" It, yeah, I'm going to cut wanna... my grass in August. Okay, all right, fine. But but Trump is not going to be president in August. Not going to have. But they think it's true. Well, are, there, are we going to have our endless debate on this show about whether he can win in 2024? Because I I believe he can win in 2024. I think he can. I'm not going to say it, it's a it's a. I, I think his chances are no less than 50 50. And obviously, there's a lot of ground to be covered between now and then. But I think there are a lot of people that believe in this man and are buying his bullshit. Now, obviously, you're, you're arguing about where does he find one more vote, et cetera, et cetera. But here's another reason that he might actually have uh, an easier time in 2024. There it is. Supreme Court upholding Arizona's voting restrictions. So it just became a little bit harder to beat Donald Trump in 2024 and any uh any Republican running in a statewide election, of course, these are rules that are not going to just apply to Arizona, but we've we've established what they call precedent, that you can fuck over some of the votes and restrict some of the votes to some folks in certain ways. And that's going to be the key to the Republicans winning any uh, elections going forward, right? I, I, I half agree, but I largely disagree because of the year 2020, because Republicans were, were already starting to do all they could. Mm -hmm. And they couldn't do a damn thing about it. They couldn't do what happened. They couldn't reverse what was happening in Georgia. They couldn't yeah. do it. And and these kinds of restrictions, as annoying as they are, I think this has to do with getting your, your absentee ballot in on mm -hmm. time and, right. and, and all those kinds of things that the Supreme Court is now saying, well, that's totally fair because that, that's not discriminatory against black people because white people could get their their uh, uh, absentee ballot in late too so it's completely fair and they've decided to completely disregard the fact that historically when you look back over uh, 
which groups are more harm because uh, they might uh, uh, be subject to whatever rules are being made in a deleterious way that it always seems to be, for some reason, uh, minorities and, and and people who are traditionally identifiable as Democratic voters. They're saying, well, since, since we're going to be fair and suck to everybody, just because the fair being fair and sucking also can affect people yeah. who aren't of that minority, right. we're going to allow it to go through. And uh, but it, at the very least, it emboldens it emboldens places right. like Georgia and Michigan oh, no and other places that have no uh, rolled out no all of these voting restrictions, and it makes it a way harder for Democrats to win going forward. Well, I'm not, I I understand that, but it also makes you more determined. I hope it, so. It, in 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 Georgia, it didn't work. In Arizona, it didn't work. In Wisconsin, it didn't work. Yeah. In Pennsylvania, it didn't work and um yeah this is this is terrible this is it was a six to three decision mm-hmm. um uh the only thing i haven't seen today and i don't know whether this is the last day of their session i don't see the uh, retirement announcement from justice stephen Breyer, so he can be replaced by a justice that would be named by joe biden because right. Breyer sticks around into the next session and the Republicans take over the Senate, you know, Joe, you know, Joe Biden could, could nominate God and or Jesus to the well, Supreme Court and Republicans would not have a hearing and Mitch, they would not vote, vote him in. So, Mitch McConnell has said that it is traditional that in the last three and a half years of a presidential term, they just, the president can't uh, nominate anybody. <laughs> that's, that's the new rule. No, no, I, you're wrong. I think he said in the first four years. In the first four years of President's term, it's, they, it's been traditional that they're not allowed to nominate right. anybody. <laughs> oh, that's fun. That, well, that was the, I mean, that was kind of sort of a little bit of the criticism against Ruth Bader Ginsburg, right? For for a while, they said, well, she should oh, have no, done it. Know, people, during, oh, yeah. people were mad at her then, yeah. and then she went off and died. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> Damn her. <laughs> you know, damn her. And, and but she really could have she could have left four years earlier with her legacy well intact. Right. The last few nobody remembered. Boy, in the last year, she really did blank blank. There's no possible way that whoever would have replaced her nominated and and uh, approved by the uh, Democrats in the Senate when when they did control it with Obama as the president early mm. in his term first term to, to be fair to be to be fair to the legacy of ruth Bader Ginsburg, which i think is you know it's 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 solid uh she couldn't have known the american people would be stupid enough to put donald trump in to the highest office in the land based on an antiquated system called the electoral college i mean there, there were there were a couple things that she probably couldn't uh, have foreseen. i disagree with you i disagree with you if anybody hang on if anybody was cognizant of the risks of not retiring and not getting your replacement in there who you would want appointed by the president that you want because anything can and might happen it would be her it isn't about oh well everybody thought hillary is going to win so she didn't retire you can't do that you can't possibly you can't to to foresee that someone would win i think no i think it's fair to just say she had an ego she well, had an ego. They all do. do. I understand but that. Doesn't the major her fault. ego? Her ego. In the end, you hate to think that. Wow, all the great shit she did. Well, you know, don't you, God don't you it, think that on the way out the door, the door hit her in the ass? And the major, terrible. the major blame does fall within the realm of the folks who put Donald Trump into office. I mean, that has to be the, the major blame. Certainly, there were things that she could have done, and obviously, no. I just don't know you could have foreseen that 4 million people would have voted for the other person who lost, who didn't get the office. I mean, there were, there was a lot of things that were conspiring here uh, against us, but I, you know, I think the major blame has to be put on those people that voted for Donald Trump, particularly, I don't know how many votes it was, particularly in Wisconsin and those States that finally put him over the top. But but that, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. We, if we've learned anything in the last 10, 15 years, it's, you got to make hay while the sun is shining. Well, you have no margin for error to wait and think that things will not only not get worse than they are, but they will remain the same. And if I don't quit now, you know, in a couple of years, it'll be fine. And I'll, there'll still be a Democratic president there. And 
even if you want to give Ruth Bader Ginsburg a pass, you can't do that with Stephen Breyer. You can't even come no, close. I say that's say, fair. What the fuck are you doing? You, I'd say, you have no you have no standing. I, I'll grant you that one. Pro, partic- yeah, particularly since you've seen what's happened in the past five years in this country. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've had a front row seat to that. Yeah, I, I'll give you yeah. that. Uh, yeah. Trump's path to the nomination in 2024 may have gotten just a little bit easier. Here's Governor DeSantis in Florida hailing a very supportive Joe Biden in wake of the building collapse down in Surfside. You recognize the severity of this tragedy from day one. I'm assuming among Republican voters, giving a compliment to Joe Biden now puts him out of the running for the Republican nomination, Brad. And he's he's done. Well, he's toast. Donald a- Trump now has a clear path. It's either Donald Trump or Tucker Carlson as the Brit, Republican Brit. nominee in 2024. I uh, I, I checked my uh, Bradley dictionary for this. What 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 just happened? And it turns out that there is a descriptive <laughs> verb as to to uh, what uh, uh, Ron DeSantis just did. He Chris Christied. Oh, he's done. Joe Biden. Because <laughs> Chris Christie yes. was seen walking hand in hand with Barack Obama down the beach after yes. Superstorm Sandy, and right. was very gracious and uh, very nice to Obama. And Obama was nice to him because they got together and knew that uh, the coast of New Jersey. Yeah, needed to be rebuilt and federal this dollars were going to flow, and and that they was, acted like adults. Okay, so DeSantis, uh, DeSantis is making the same mistake. God damn it, he's actually acting like a a leader and an adult, and in which means he can't be Donald, he can't be a Republican nominee for president. There's no way right. he's disqualified himself by acting. Right. The, the Chris Christie thing was particularly galling to a lot of Republicans, but because it, it happened right before the 2012 election, it was within I think just about a month of the 2012 yeah. election when they, they you know we, this Romney guy we got him, and now Chris Christie showed favor or showed a little bit of compassion or some uh, as you say adult behavior toward Barack Obama, which was just so maddening to a lot of hardcore Republican voters and that, that disqualified him from anything going forward. But to Chris Christie's credit, he's come back and become a major asshole in the past several <laughs> years. True. So that's true. He really has turned it around. Hasn't he? I mean, he's, right. he's been a, right. he a massive dick. Most he's yeah. been a huge dick. So, I mean, he but, didn't but, let this but, define himself. You know, everything isn't identical to, to what it was. And in this case, I think that, DeSantis, who's no dummy, no matter what I think of him, he's no dummy. He made the decision to uh, depoliticize what will get politicized because everything does, which is the collapse of this building, which, by the way, is not a Republican or a Democratic building. Last time I checked. Right. And had he had he snubbed the president. Imagine what. What would that would that help him if he's running for president in two yes, years? It, would, it, would it yes. The, would it make the yes. citizens of Florida feel better about him? Would it, I mean, among, I, you know, among Republican it, voters, fucking took the high road for once. Can, well, I can't believe that that uh, uh, among he's Republican have to pay voters. A price for that. Yeah. Among Republican voters, this is going to be seen as a negative. I'm sorry, there's no other way to look at it. I don't know if it's going to cost him five percent, ten percent, whatever. But there's good. I I I mean, I can find. Reddit threads for you right now where this son of a bitch sold us out. And I, there's going to be a certain uh, number of okay. people. All right. There you go. I mean, I the, old, the whole, the whole, the whole world is not Reddit threads. The whole world. I would like to Twitter. think that that's not true, but do, if you it don't think that true. what happened on January the 6th was not controlled by a lot of fucking Reddit threads, there was a lot of that shit that goes into that stuff. If you don't think that electing Donald Trump was also done by a lot of people who were pissed off in their mom's basement, uh, you know, posting on Reddit threads. That, that's what was running the Republican Party was pissed off people running on uh, writing shit on message boards. And they're I, still I the ones that are in control. I understand that. But if you look at the. I'm just trying to, to, to think out loud here. If you look at the constituency in total of people who live not just in South Florida, but uh, all the way up both coasts sure. in buildings that look just like that one. I can guarantee you, I don't care how Republican the people are in those buildings. They welcome the president of the United States right. showing interest uh, coming down there. Because, you know, remember, if it was Trump, he would have just been sitting up there in Washington tweeting and uh, a- attacking Democrats uh, in South Florida. The- 
the, the Democrats in South Florida who let this happen. Yeah, yeah. you're right. He would have just Absolutely. said some shit like that. Absolutely. So I, you know, we, we use the uh, the phrase "we" meaning I that uh, DeSantis uh, uh, Chris Christied Biden, and I, I'm saying that just for for cheap comedy's sake. But I don't think the two cases are going to turn out to be the same. Oh, I, I don't think so either. I mean, I hope they're not because it, it's nice that these, again, these flaming assholes like Ron DeSantis or even a Bill Barr at a moment of truth and a point of inflection do the right thing. Even Mike Pence, who's been a fantastically terrible asshole, even Raffensperger in Georgia, who's been a tremendous asshole. There was a moment of point of inflection and a moment of truth for each of these people where they went, I'm out. I'm not going to I'm not going to do your bidding. I'm going to be what I'm supposed to be in this office. And it, and it happened a few times. Now, at some point, is there going to be some dick in one of those positions that's going to go, no, I'm going to go ahead and try to foment insurrection. I'm going to try to be the biggest jerk possible. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably going to happen. And I, I think it probably has happened. But I think going forward, you know, you put somebody in a position like that, you can't say Bill Barr at a moment of truth goes, ah, these, these claims of election fraud are bullshit. Well, I'm glad he did that. Again, it doesn't change what he did while he was Donald Trump's lackey boy for several years. But, you know, I'm, I'm glad that he did what he did and he spoke out against it. And I'm glad that Raffensperger at a point of inflection didn't fold under Donald Trump. And I'm glad that Mike Pence didn't go to, you know, the Capitol and try to F up democracy. I'm glad that he eventually did. Now, I think he's uh, out there. He's I, out there I, on I, the hang on. I, I hear what you're saying, but I think you're still giving these people way too much credit maybe for the, the simple reason that everything that they did that appears to be well finally in the moment of truth they did the right thing everything they did in those moments was about self-preservation it was Possibly. about thinking shit well, the history books are going to kick my ass yeah. i don't need that uh i don't need uh, everyone with my family name for the next 50 years to 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 to, to be trashed because they were associated uh with me uh, you know, I, Again, these are people doing the right things for the wrong reason. It's, you know, they, 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 they got in positions where they, they really had no choice except to destroy the country. Wow. Thank you for not completely destroying the country at the very last minute. OK, I mean, you're on the one yard line. Thank you very much for, for uh, making a little gold line stand there for, for a play or two. When you talk about legacies, and that, that brings up an interesting point, because I didn't want the week to, to end without us acknowledging that Donald Rumsfeld, the former Secretary of Defense, dying at the age of 88, um, the, they've done, on the Slow Burn podcast, they've done kind of a deep dive into exactly what led up to the Iraq War, which I, I think conventional wisdom now, even among a lot of uh, Republicans, is that fighting the Iraq War was a massive mistake in terms of the loss of human life, the injuries, the American esteem, the money that was spent. I mean, any any metric that you'd well, like to use. And well, Donald Rumsfeld and Cheney, was, yeah. Yeah, him, him and Cheney you know, got together. And uh, this may not be the big lie, but it's a damn large one yeah. that, that they pushed. And I can guarantee you, I don't know when the last time they polled this, but if you poll the American people, who flew the planes into the yeah. Twin Towers in the Pentagon and to the field in Shanksville, Pennsylvania on September 11, 2001. I'll bet you a shockingly large number of people in the United States think it was the Iraqis, don't you? Yeah. yeah. So At, uh, Donald Rumsfeld is one of the worst defense secretaries, again, by any metric that we've ever had in this country. A lot of what happened in Iraq uh, leading up to and certainly following the war uh, is on his shoulders. But he was one who continued to, after he left office, publish books about his point of view, try to polish his legacy, all of this garbage that happened in the years following. But the the true legacy of Donald Rumsfeld is that he was a very awful uh, Secretary of Defense, and some of the the judgments that he made following, particularly the end of the well, not the, the end when what we were told was the end of the Iraq when Saddam Hussein was deposed and then killed uh, by the United States. Uh, some of those decisions that were made helped prolong the agony and helped cost thousands of people their lives and well, and but, cost America a lot in terms of just about anything that I mentioned. Uh, to me. He is the embodiment of the super confident, arrogant elitist. Yeah. 
and I know this is a shocker to, to a lot of folks, not to you, but, uh, you know, elitists aren't just liberals. Did you know that? No, I didn't Have know you that. Heard that? <laughs> uh, but, but, uh, you know, uh, Rumsfeld was a, was, he was a well-spoken glib, art- funny guy could get the one-liners out, you know, forever. Uh, people will remember and reuse and recycle the, there are known knowns, there are unknown knowns and there are unknown known knowns, blah, 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 you know, about everything. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a great line, but it was just obnoxious back then because it, uh, went right alongside with the uh the quip when someone said well shit we don't have enough we don't have enough weapons we don't have enough armor for or you go to war with the army that you have not the army that you want right which is like throwing up your hands and saying oh shit uh go go in there bobby we don't have any more bullets for you but doggone it maybe wrestle him to the ground maybe get out a knife and and, and slice him up we'll be getting some bullets in six months can you get back to me then Right. Uh, so, so he was, he was just one step, maybe more than one step, uh, too glib. And I have a feeling that this is a guy who was positive that he was smarter than every president he ever served. There's no question. Because uh, remember, you know, he was in Congress, right, for for a couple terms, and mm-hmm. uh, before you know it, he's getting buddy buddy with Dick Cheney. And Dick Cheney brings him into uh, Jerry Ford's White House. And uh, the next thing you know, he's he's chief of staff and he's defense secretary back then. And then, you know, 30 years later, he's defense secretary again. I mean, mm-hmm. he did it twice. Is there anybody else that's uh, had two terms as defense secretary? But the that, second that time was sec- exceptionally devastating for America, I mean, particularly in was, a, in a 21st was Cheney, century. Was Cheney defense secretary twice? I can't. I, 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 I know it was just the the one time I think, but it, it was just a, the second time was so devastating in a post 9/11 world that we decided to attack Iraq. And then uh, th- again, there are a number of quotes from Donald Trump that are going to go down uh, the glibness that ended up costing a lot of people their life. The the knowable unknowable stuff. I really remember that one. Um, when when there was lawlessness around um, Baghdad after Saddam was thrown, all oh, people of free will are allowed to do bad things. Remember that one? Uh, I thought f- it was. Uh, I thought it was shit happens. Or stuff happens. Did he say stuff happens? <laughs> he said. Stuff I, I think happens. he played the stuff happens. And then people of free will are allowed to do bad things. And then uh, there was the the fact based community. I believe that was a direct quote from him. There were so many of these things. But I didn't want the the time to go by. It's just dreadful. On, on that on that slow burn podcast, they do talk to Paul Jerry Bremer, who was in charge of the coalition provisional authority. He's one of your favorite guys, isn't he? Uh, uh, and who still, again, it tries to obfuscate and excuse how awful he was based on their first two rules, which were: a) if you were ever in the bath party, you have no money, you will never get a job with us, go home and die. And coalition provisional authority rule number two was if you're in the Iraqi military, you will never get a job with us. Go home and die. By the way, take your weapons with you. And it was that that was the basis of uh, ISIS. That was what eventually formed ISIS because those people went home and they just had time on their hands to go hate Americans and figure out ways to kill them. And and this man still and he he got a medal. Want to make sure we remember that that Jerry Bremer got a medal. So don't forget that he 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 still continues to try to defend what we were not ready to do. We were never ready. We were always ready to go in there and break stuff. We were never ready to go in there and figure out what was next for Iraq, what the next move was for who was going to run Iraq and and to try to figure out and try to to mediate thousands of years of of tribal conflicts. We were never equipped to do that. And we certainly weren't equipped to do it with 20 year olds who were interns at the heritage foundation, which is what we tried to do. You know, (laughs) these are all things that people should never, ever, 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 ever forget. So Donald Rumsfeld, uh, fare thee well. We don't want to let today get by without talking about the big news, which has been forthcoming all week long. Top Trump executive Alan Weisselberg has surrendered to face charges. He was indicted by a grand jury, Brad, for his role in the uh, Trump organization. And now there's that moment of inflection, that moment of truth. Is Alan Weisselberg eventually going to sing like a bird or is he going to hang in there for his boy? I, I don't know how he can, because I, I, I do believe 
that uh, he and whatever legal team he has are up against the best in the business. They're up against people who've seen even bigger assholes than him before and broken them. And uh, I think whatever you're hearing being speculated on, on what we're going to be hearing later on Thursday about the exact charges, I, I have to believe, you have to believe, that that's just the beginning. That's not the end. You're not going to put all your cards out on the table at first. When you're trying to squeeze somebody, what do you do? You, you, uh, you know, you turn up the, the heat in the, in the pot a little bit more each time. And until that water's boiling, maybe the frog won't jump out. So I, I would think that, you know, if you're talking about, are you willing to, I guess that gets down to, are you willing to go to prison? Um, are you willing to let your children go to prison? For Donald Trump at this point. And, and I, I understand. I've heard the, uh, the ex-daughter-in-law all over, all over the place saying that Alan Weisselberg is a, a completely soulless human being who lives every moment to please Donald Trump. Sound familiar? Yeah, a lot of people are like that. But he was in the business, running the business for the most part, uh, a lot of the time. And he was doing some of these illegal things, apparently, while Trump was president, this isn't statute of limitations kind of stuff from forever ago. And uh, that's got to involve Don Jr. That's got to involve Eric Trump. That's got to involve Ivanka Trump. They're all involved in that company or whatever it is. It's probably not really a company. It's like uh, it's like a lemonade stand that your, your eight-year-old has out on the street. But, you know, they, they got some good sharp graphics that says Trump organization on it. That's about how sophisticated that company is, looks look to me. Uh, so I, I think they're a little bit overmatched this time at, 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 at Trump headquarters. Um, just like with Bernie Madoff. Man, if I said to you, you could get away with shit for 70 years, 70 plus years, but the last few years are going to kind of suck. Uh, we're going to find you out. Everything's going to fall apart. You're probably going to prison. Members of your family might even commit suicide. They don't want to be associated with you. Would you trade that? Now, would would a 25-year-old Donald Trump say, yeah, yeah, I'd make that bargain. Uh, give me 50 good years, and then I'll mm -hmm. worry about it later. Well, you know what? In effect, he did that. And he did that uh, through the uh, training program that he went through with his father, Fred Trump, uh, and with you know lawyer Roy Cohn of uh, Joe McCarthy fame. Uh, he made the bargain and he became an accidental president because he really didn't want to win. He didn't think he was going to win. And so now he's fucked up for four years as the president. And that was his big mistake. If he would have never become president, never run for president, none of this would have ever been found out. N nobody would have cared. And if their defense is going to be, well, the only reason you're going after me is because I was president that I was a famous person. You never go after people for uh, giving out goodies and, and homes and cars and, and all kinds of uh, uh, garnishments to their, to their compensation. You never put people in prison for that. That's never a criminal thing. That's not going to wash. And I'll tell you why. Because they're going to come right back at them and say, guess what? If it was just that, you're right. We probably would have let it ride. But I think you have a 40 to 50 year uh, criminal track record of lying about the value of property, lying for tax purposes, lying for insurance purposes, lying to get loans. The lies will be found out. And that's because the government has the professionals to dig into all these things that you and I and Lots of other people have been saying for five years, Jesus, if we could just see his tax returns, if we could just tear apart his finances, maybe uh, your brother or, or whoever else it is that, that, that thinks Trump was a successful businessman and deserved to be president, they might have a, a little bit of a second thought about him when they see what a, a, a typical garden variety, thug, criminal, cheat 
that he was. Just maybe. And uh, he got away with it for so long. He got away with it for so long. And I think this time it's real. I think this time it's real. So you 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 do think that that's it? That's Weisselberg is going to eventually roll yep. on his. I mean, I, I again, I'm with you. I don't see what the upside is. Like the reason that Trump's stupid kids and other people is because they, you know, it's a it, it's the gravy train. It's a paycheck, right? That's the reason they don't roll on on their boy. Alan, do you want to yeah. die in prison or do you not want to die in prison? Mm-hmm. I, uh, how about that? How about that for a black and white up or down vote? on yourself do you want to die in prison or do you not want to die in prison because that's what this is about i mean that guy must be in his 70s he's easily in the 70s Um, and again even even if he doesn't have the sense you would hope that there's somebody in his life who loves him enough to go come on seriously you know there couldn't possibly be brit if there was it it's not as if this guy didn't have other people i'm sure who must have said to him what's the deal with trump and I'm sure he had an answer for them, and he had a an intimidating way of making sure that they never brought it up again. But he knew, because everybody's known. Everybody has known. Uh, Michael Cohn knew. He knew. Uh, is Michael Cohn some kind of great intellect? Uh, is he Socrates? No. Uh, but he didn't want to spend... <laughs> a, a, a ton of time in prison either. And he finally got the religion. He did the right thing. Good for him. Weiselberg. Wow. But what we'll never know, Britt, what we'll never know, even if Weiselberg, you know, at four o'clock this afternoon says, all right, you got me. Let, let's talk. Uh, let's cut a deal. Uh, you know, uh, maximum three years in prison for me. And, and I'll tell you everything you need to know. And, and, and even if he said that, we still are never going to know the reason, the real reason as to why they stuck with him for so long. And when I say they, I talk about the people you spoke of before, which is all the voters, all the people who went for the scam and, and, and deluded themselves and went along with this guy. I mean, I, I really feel like we're uh, kind of akin to, you know, uh, uh, Berlin has been invaded now. The, the American troops are coming from this direction. The Russian troops are coming from this other direction. It's over. Ber- Berlin has fallen. Germany is falling. And Adolf has uh, decided to uh, cash in his frequent, uh, frequent miles points on the bunker down there. <laughs> and he's about to blow his head. I mean, uh, we're at that point. You either stay in the bunker, you either stay in the bunker or you figure it out at this point, right? Brad and Brit.com.